Have you ever wanted to discover what's missing in your life? Metaphysics is available to all and is part of your life even if you don't know it. Welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. Together we'll explore the mysteries behind metaphysics and how to use it to have a deeper understanding and advantage in life. And now here's your host, Barb Crowley. Hi, this is Barb Crowley and welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil. Today we have Jean-Louis DiBiase. He is an author, lecturer, and philosopher, a certified yoga teacher in several branches of yoga for more than 40 years. He has been initiated into the highest degrees of Freemasonry, both in Europe and the U.S., and he is the Grand Master of the Orem Solis and the Grand Patriarch of the Kabbalistic Order of Rose Cross. Um, he is here to talk to us. I'm going to ask him about Fury Masonry as well, though. <laughs> he is really here to talk to us about auras today. He has written a new book, Mysteries of the Aura. Welcome so much to the show. I'm so glad to have you here. And I want to ask you first about the Grand Master of the Aurum Solis and the Grand Patriarch of the Kabbalistic Order of Rose Cross, a Freemasonry, right? Yes. Can you tell me first about that? Yes, I can tell you a few things about it. First, the Kabbalistic Order of the Rose Cross is not uh, a Masonic order. So Freemasonry is something separated. So this is a, a, a tradition, a lineage coming from the south of France uh, that mm -hmm. has been created in the Middle Age and really manifested in the 19th century in France. So this is uh, the original Rose Cross order coming from the south of France. And uh, the Masonic tradition is totally separated. This is a different system. This is a different way to work. And I am an initiate and I have been a grand officer in the in Freemasonry for uh, several years, but I am not uh, the head or the grand master of anything in Freemasonry, but I am still, of course, active, writing, doing lectures. I was giving a lecture a week ago. I will do that again this week. So I am very active, but not in charge of anything. And I love that. Two initiatory <laughs> orders, that's enough. <laughs> you know what? I have to ask you what Freemasonry is. I honestly know it from Dan Brown's movie. <laughs> sure. You know, a lot of conspiracy theories That's and true. maybe the dollar bill. But other than that, <laughs> I don't know anything you, about it. Want, we can say a few words about it right now. I'd love it if you don't mind. Yes, uh, because uh, as you know, uh, I wrote two books for winning publications, uh, Secrets and Practices of Freemasonry and Esoteric Freemasonry. And both books are for anyone, for initiates, for Freemasons, but for people who don't, don't know anything about it. So it's mm -hmm. a good way That's to me. present. Uh, the first one, Secrets and Practices of Freemasonry, was written uh, after the Dan Brown uh, novel. And it was written to explain a lot of things that were not explained in the uh, in the novel, uh, and maybe focusing more on American history and the links between Washington D.C. American history and Freemasonry. So you have a lot of things explained about that about Washington D.C. So to summarize, uh, not not doing like uh, an historical lecture. But to explain to you what it is, first thing to know that there are two main, what I call, families in Freemasonry. One is European. The other one is coming from UK. From, uh, this is an English-speaking Freemasonry all over the world. And unfortunately, they are still separated for uh, political and uh, belief reasons, but doesn't matter. So, so they are not working in the same way. So very short, the point is to help you 
anyone to know yourself better, so know yourself, and giving you several um, esoteric and spiritual and philosophical technique to learn more about yourself within um, a group of people that have been initiated like you, and you are in a safe environment to learn about you, to discuss a few things, if you are in Europe, for example, or to perform a ritual. And you do not have to worry about what the other one is thinking about you. This is a safe place. And in a safe place, the only goal is to know yourself better and to work to improve yourself which is not so easy to find in the world today. Really? Uh, in the English-speaking countries like America, uh, we are more focusing on symbolism and philanthropy. So we are more visible uh, because we do not have any threats on earth. Everyone knows about the Shriners, about uh, what we do for philanthropy. In Europe... This is different because, you know, in the Second War, there were very, uh, Nazism was very against Freemasonry for many reasons. So today they are more hidden. This is quite complicated to know where they are, but they are almost doing exactly the same thing. So to summarize, you have two levels, three levels, let's say, doing philanthropy, helping you to know yourself better and to become better and then doing symbolism and using symbolism to perform a kind of spiritual work. Uh, because mm -hmm. you know that psychology or philosophy can help you to know yourself. But there are esoteric teachings and esoteric techniques that can maybe be more effective, faster, and help you better to know yourself. And if you know yourself, you know how to use your psychic abilities, your inner abilities, and the aura is connected to that. Uh, because mm -hmm. if you know yourself, you master who you are at all levels. And this is a point to try to do that. So Freemasonry, to finish, this is based as the Orum Solis, the Kabbalistic Order of the Rose Cross, on what we call initiations. But you have also initiations in some schools of yoga. What is an initiation? This is a specific ceremony restricted to some people who have been accepted to help you to understand from the inside few essential principles. So it can change your something in your brain or in your soul and helping you to change your state of consciousness. So if this is well done, this is what is achieved through three degrees first and a little more after if you want to continue. Is it still only male or women are allowed? Uh, so the two families are different. The European family, you have uh, organizations, just men, organization, mm -hmm. just women, or organizations, both, <laughs> mm -hmm. both genders. In America, the main Freemasonry in each state, Grand Lodge of Nevada, for example, Grand Lodge of California, this is related, linked to UK, so this is just men. But you also have, if you look around, other Freemasonry. One is uh, called Droit Humain, Human Right. This is a very ancient organization. And this is both genders. And they are mm -hmm. not everywhere, but they are still working and doing a great philosophical work. So you have both. But the main masonry in America is male. But if you are a woman, mm -hmm. you can find it if you look around. <laughs> yeah. And how did you get into that? And then, um, and then I'll ask you, too, how did you start your spiritual journey? Are they combined? Two different questions. <laughs> <laughs> when and how I started the spiritual journey, I cannot say that I started that in this life. Really, mm -hmm. I was talking with my wife a moment ago, and I was talking about 
past lives memory. And yeah. uh, for me, this is as real as the two years old or three years old memories are, are there. So I cannot say that I started in this life. But mm -hmm. in this life, it was more than a memory that is coming back and an interest that is again manifesting uh, several things. Um, and I was, as I said, I was born and raised in France, in the southwest of France. I live now in the southwest of America. <laughs> <laughs> but in the <laughs> southwest of France. And, you know, at a time when people were still having dinners with stories, ghost stories, and a lot of mm -hmm. things that are magic today. Yeah. And so when I was very young, I was not saying anything, but I was listening to that. And I am sure that I, my interest came or was wakened from these stories uh, because mm -hmm. it was not stories like someone told me it was this is what i saw yesterday <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah it was strange very interesting and very attractive but when i really started to practice really mm -hmm. it was maybe 15 16 years old yeah when i started to read books, to practice meditation, to practice pranayama, to, to organize the first uh, psychology group in the southwest of France. So it was around this age. And then I never mm -hmm. stopped, <laughs> obviously. Right. <laughs> and you actually had a group that um, you all got together and tried to see auras. Yes, uh, I did that. It was strange because I... I was traveling in France a few months ago and I found the original posters we used to promote the group. Oh, wow. It was in the <laughs> 70s and it was, please stay silent. Someone is meditating in the room or doing experiences. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, we were uh, practicing and teaching hypnotism, um, aura vision, um, out-of-body experience, uh, all of that combined in a, in a strange and very intense experience. So we had mm -hmm. people, I was doing hypnotism on people, then through this technique, uh, creating out-of-body experience. And from, and I, uh, I wrote something in the book about it, and in this out-of-body out experience, uh, experiencing at the same time past lives uh, and everything that was possible, everything. Right. And it was really what I discovered at this time, and I spoke about that in the book, uh, there is no limit of what you can do. Our psychic abilities are totally amazing. You can mm -hmm. master that for yourself, or if you have the good technique, you can do that for someone who cannot. For example, if you if you do not master yet the fact to see your aura, for example, if you have someone like me or someone else can see your aura and give you a first interpretation, explanation, and so on, it can be done. What I love to do in the book, and I did that for the, a very long time, is in the same time to give you the tools to do the same. Mm-hmm. And this is why the book is a paradox. This is a book you you should not have to read. You should use the book for a very a long time. A lot of exercises, yeah, a yes. lot of exercises. So you follow the exercises, you do an exercise, and you say, oh, I don't understand what I am seeing. And so you go to the book, and you say, okay, I see that. I see this color. That means... I am stressed or I have an issue with that and that in my life. So what can I do? And in the book, what we wrote are a few chapters to do. Okay, you can see now what is happening, but here is how you can change it. This is what is interesting. This is not a passive thing. You see and you change something if this is needed. 
So this is not this is an active process, in fact. Mm-hmm. I am going to back you up and yep. ask you to to tell the audience talk about what is an aura, and and you know can can every does everybody have one? Can everyone see one? And a little bit more information about maybe the layers and the colors. But yes. yeah, I have to back you up because we jump right into it and people <laughs> might not know. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, I, I I have a presentation and I will share at the end on my website. You will find the link to a presentation with a lot of illustrations that cannot mm-hmm. be in the book because they are in color. This is uh, There are a lot of uh, things I can share. With the readers, I want to give the the um, website now, so that they want to pull it up while they're listening. They can do that. Yes, you can. Uh, so you go to my uh, own website, d e b i a s i dot org. It's simple, d e b i a s i dot org, and you will find a link in the menu to uh, the PowerPoint or to the lecture I already presented to a Masonic group. Like that, you mm-hmm. will see the slides, this uh, PowerPoint, and it helps you to understand visually how it works. And you can follow this presentation for one hour or 40 minutes, plus the questions after. But what I love to say to answer your question is to we have to keep things very simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to do that, what I love to say is we have a physical body. I can see you. Everyone can see me. This is very easy because this is a first level of vibration, the, the denser uh, level of vibration. But for a very long time in every culture, they believed or said that we have another layer of energy, another vibration we cannot see immediately. Sometimes we can feel it when you meet someone and you say, well, this one seems powerful. I can see a strong energy. I can maybe he's shining like he's bright. (laughs) You you don't know why you say that, but you feel that there is something more. You cannot see it but you feel it. So this is a first step. So there is an invisible part, yet invisible. But this invisible part is an energy body. Uh, we can call that subtle energy, subtle body, and plural subtle bodies, because there are several layers, several levels, in fact, more and higher and higher and more and more difficult to see. So the first one, in fact, is very close to the physical body. The first one is the, you can say this is the energy of your physical body. And Mm -hmm. uh, if someone is uh, in good health, um, with a good diet, in uh, the yoga we teach with my wife, we are always talking about Mediterranean diet, because this is for us the more balance you can find. And in this case, this energy body around you is strong. So how you can see that? I explain a few techniques in the book. You can experiment that very easily. But few inches, let's say two or three inches around your body, you have this kind of radiance, radiant energy, and there is a specific technique. I call that stereo vision. Uh, and you can see this energy surrounding your physical body, like two or three inches. Usually, this is blue, clear blue, like uh, smoke of incense, something like that. But sometimes, and I saw that in the past, can be different. And I, um, I recall in the book, a time I was exploring this kind of thing. It was the beginning, it was in the 70s. And I saw someone who had one very bright, but not blue. It was white, almost gold. And I didn't know why, because it was the first time I saw this color related to this energy body. 
And after that, I talked with this teacher and he told me that he was vegetarian. <laughs> and he was vegetarian for a very long time. And every time after that, I met someone who had a very balanced diet, a very uh, organic-based diet. Mm -hmm. This energy body, etheric body, was very bright, more white than blue. This is strange. But after that, you have another um, ovoid around you that you can call really the astral aura. And what we call the aura is usually this one. This is an ovoid around you. The size can vary depending the the people. Uh, we cannot mm -hmm. say. But this one is more the emotional part. So there is a lot of different colors that are turning around or moving. And when we relate in yoga with the chakra, with the nadis, with the circulation of energy in the spine, this is the connection between the first one and this one. There is a link between the etheric, the closest to your physical body, and the astral aura. So this is a connection between both. After that, you have another one that is mental and causal. And causal, we are almost close to the soul, something that um, doesn't change a lot from one life to the other, if you believe in uh, reincarnation. Um, so it so doesn't change a lot. And the techniques we explain help you to go from one step to the other. So you start from the physical body, obviously, and then you raise your consciousness from one to the other, and you open your mind. So there are several techniques uh, to see that, or each one are explained, developed, you can experiment. So this is what you can see. Uh, if you observe someone. Right. Well, let me ask, uh, well, I have a couple questions. <laughs> One is, is the energy field coming from the body or is it coming from the, you know, out there to the body, around sure. the body? Is well, it coming from, does a body generate the energy field? I guess yes. is what I'm asking. Uh, the, an the answer is both. First, you have your own energy. Uh, mm -hmm. And as I said, it can be related to everything you do and you think about. Uh, that means if mm -hmm. you have a good diet, the energy is different. If you are exercising, the energy is different. You go inside, outside. I am hiking. I love that. And walking. The energy is different when you come back. So mm -hmm. this is your own energy. You can improve if you have a, a, a drink the energy will be different. <laughs> and so yeah. then you go outside. And if you go outside, everything has an aura, not just you. Rocks, plants, trees, everything. Maintain. Mm -hmm. uh, and trees are different depending which tree you are uh, meeting, I can say. Uh, so they have their own energy aura. So when you meet these uh, vegetal or these trees, you can have a connection. Mm -hmm. So you can have a connection. And when you do this connection, there are specific ways to do it. Uh, because you cannot, some people are talking a lot today about that, this connection with nature, with trees and so on. But every time they do that, uh, they explain that you go, you are close to a tree, you connect and you take the energy. No, in fact, you give. And if you give, you receive. There is a real exchange. If you do not mm -hmm. give anything, why the tree will give you something that is good? <laughs> you are a stranger anyway. <laughs> so there is a, a, a very specific ritual. Natives uh, uh, knew that. They knew how to give an offering to a tree or a plant before to, to harvest anything. Uh, so there is this communication. And if this communication is well established, well created, you can really improve your own energy. And your etheric, your astral aura will change, really. 
and mostly for the best. So what I said for vegetables, for nature, for rocks, mountains, and so on, is true with people. So when you meet someone, you are not just uh, in communication with a physical body. Your astral aura is immediately meeting someone else on a spiritual level. So mm -hmm. this is what, and there is almost immediately a rejection or a connection, depending on the people. You can feel that because you feel an ease with someone and not with the other one. But if you can feel more precisely and see it, you see what is happening. This is why we have to be very careful with the people we meet and we spend our time with. Because there is really this exchange of energy. So it can improve you, both of you, or the opposite. <laughs> Sometimes uh, you can feel depressed after meeting someone. Yeah. <laughs> or the opposite. I hope so. Uh, so yes, there is this exchange all the time. All mm -hmm. the time. Now, when when you so when you come up to somebody, your aura and their aura kind of mix. They're energy bodies, I think I should call it, rather than aura, since aura is much bigger. In fact, they are um, not mixing. Uh, they don't mix, but they... Like a, a balloon, for example, and you have two balloons. And when you are bringing one close to the other, you see they are not mixing. They are changing. The shape is quietly changing one with the other. Okay. And you have to... Um, to know the other one a little bit before to be able to have this exchange of energy and unless someone is doing that on purpose, really, and is de has decided to connect with your energy. Or you know someone very well, and in this case, there is uh, an opening. You open your heart to someone. Uh, that means you open your aura to someone. Uh, okay. It can happen. But if you meet someone you don't know, there is no exchange. Most of the time, this okay. is like two balloons that are one to the other, exploring one the other. That's it. Nothing more. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> to be honest, because it's like, wow, a lot of exchange. A lot of exchange yeah, going on. Yes. No, you you need a, a real will to do it, uh, unless you you meet someone who is bad and trying to to take your energy. It can happen. This is really not frequent, but it can happen. In this case, uh, uh, you have better to master your ability. <laughs> and react in a good way. Uh, if you... Well, you know, I think I missed that. What do they, uh, you know, if you meet someone and they, what yes. do they do? Suppose you meet someone that, uh, a kind of energy vampire, let's say. Uh, people who, uh, maybe they are not aware of it. Sometimes mm -hmm. they are. And they meet people and, and they take your energy. In fact, okay, you feel I it. I understand. Like yeah. Me. Like an energy vampire. Yeah. Yeah. So you are sad or you are tired or you don't know why you are depressed. Mm -hmm. So the way to react is simple. If you know how to see the aura or how to manipulate your own aura, you can protect yourself, you can act and so on. If you don't know how to do it, you leave. <laughs> <laughs> leave as soon as you can. That's it. <laughs> yeah, if you can get out of there, run, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing more. Uh, or, or you practice a few techniques, you learn, and after that, you know how to master that. You know how, how to protect yourself, yeah. You know how to put yeah. a screen between you and someone else. Um, there are a few techniques you can use quite easily, really. Okay, good. Hey, you know what? I want to take a break now. And uh, when we come back, I want to 
talk about some of these techniques, both how to see an aura and um, and then how to protect yourself sometimes with these things. But we'll be right back. One thing's for certain, life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. You are listening to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aviewthroughtheveil at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, and we're back with Shen Louis DiBiase, um, who was talking to us about auras and we have been talking about auras and and what they look like and all of that now i'm going to ask him to give us a little example of how to see an aura hmm. uh, there are several, <laughs> as i said previously there are uh, several layers several levels of energy so you mm-hmm. cannot the, the technique is different for each one so the, the first technique you learn, you master this technique, and then you switch to another one, and so on. So the first one, for example, I give you an example. And this is what we call in the book Sterovision. Uh, when you are looking around, usually your eyes are focusing on a, a single point. If I want mm-hmm. to see you, my both eyes are focusing on uh, uh, on your face. Uh, so I see your eyes, I see your forehead, I see your face. That means my eyes are focusing on one point. What I have to do is to open my eyes and keep my eyes parallel. In fact, my vision, my left is on your right side, my right is on your left side. And I am trying, if I focus, I am trying to focus very far away in your back. So I, my vision is all around your uh, head. And in this case, if you have like a white, um, yes, a white wall in the back or blackboard, after a few seconds, I can see a kind of light surrounding your head. Uh, like, as I said, two or three inches, something like that, around your head. And this is like uh, a mist, something that is not radiating, but still, I can see something. And you can see that because this is strange. When Suppose I am seeing that, and you move, so you walk. And instead, um, instead... Uh, Moving with you, this light doesn't move in the same time. There is a time, and the, this light is uh, following you, in fact. Uh, this is not a shadow. We cannot say that because this is a light, but this is surrounding you. Then, when you practice that, after a moment, you feel few things in what the Eastern tradition is calling uh, the third eye in the uh, center of your forehead. Uh, You feel like a a kind of pressure, like um, this is like a pressure from the inside, if you want. You don't don't see something different. You just feel that. And there is a technique helping you to build an awareness of this point, of this third eye. And this technique explained in the book uh, you can practice that any time of the day. This is just building an awareness of this center. And progressively, you will extend your vision 
and you will start to see colors. In fact, to use your imagination or visualization to see the colors surrounding you. Because at one point you will say, I, I am seeing green around me, or I am thinking about green. I don't know the difference. I am thinking mm -hmm. about it or I see it. Because the, the ability of the imagination and visualization is the, really the key to open this uh, inner ability. So you don't know at this point if you create that in your mind and you are becoming delusional or if this is real. <laughs> so this yeah. is good to practice with someone else in this case or to participate to a, a workshop or something like that when you can have someone giving you the, uh, the real thing. I give you an example. If we work uh, in pair, for example, in workshops, this is what we do. Um, I will visualize around me, doesn't matter the aria, I will visualize a bright red color. But I don't, I, I don't say that to you. And I ask you to watch my aura and to tell me after a few minutes or to write back, what color do you feel? Do you see? And you will, if you say red, you won. <laughs> if you said green, we have to practice a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> like that, we can have this kind of exchange, this kind, of, and it works really, uh, really. This is very, very effective uh, mm -hmm. and fast. Do so we each have our technique. own colors? I'll explain in the book. Yes. I'm sorry. Do we each have our own colors or are they are they changing with the with the mood or you know, is yes. there a stagnant color or is it constantly changing? Uh both. I give you an example uh, an example. Uh and again this example I am not sure if the example I am talking about that in the article published by Lorraine or in the book, but doesn't matter. When mm -hmm. you have your aura, that means this is a kind of emotional body, but in the same time, there are structural things that are really related to who you are. And they are like um, foundational colors that are your colors. And these ones can change, but after years, progressively. They are mm -hmm. not the same maybe today than they were were uh, 10 years old or 15 years old and so on. So this is, and you have other colors that are related to really what is happening right now. Example, when you are not telling the truth, so lying in front of someone, suppose you, I can, I'm watching your aura right now, I will see a color like a mustard, you saw a kind of yellow mustard crossing. Mustard, yeah. And I will say, okay, uh, no, you are not telling the truth yet uh, right now. And I used that a lot with my daughters when they, when they were young, and it was impossible to lie, really. And I knew that at the, at the end. Because when you see that, so this is not a color you have all the time. This is really related to what you are saying at this mm -hmm. instant. Um, so you have both things, uh, very ancient memories that are really sealed in your aura, and a few things that are very, very uh, related to what you do. Uh, sexual relation, uh, uh, emotional uh, stress, or diseases. Uh, it can mm -hmm. affect that on all levels. Can you reach in and change somebody's aura? So let's say you said if, if something is kind of caught in their aura or, mm -hmm. you know, um, or memories that they almost don't remember, can you open them up? 
Or can uh, you change what's in their aura? Uh, Other than I call can. them out for being a liar. <laughs> yeah, I can, but I will not do it. <laughs> Pardon me? Yes, I can do that because if you can, if you know how to master this energy, you, mm -hmm. you can use it for someone. But in the same time, you you do not, you, you never do it. Why? Because there is a kind of, and I guess this is in the last chapter, there is a kind of moral aspect that is based on freedom. You cannot, um, you, you, you cannot do something to someone who didn't ask for it. So mm -hmm. it go it goes even further. That means I will not try to see the aura of someone without his consent, uh, because this is too intrusive. You can see almost everything, uh, so you should not do it. <laughs> I see. So you're not just walking down the street looking at everybody's aura and who they are. Never. Never. No. So there are two things important. First, this is very intrusive and you do not, you are not supposed to do it. Mm -hmm. And if you continue to do it, it will turn bad because you will lose your ability or your, the way to see it, it will be different. Second, uh, you can become delusional very fast. You can, I'm sorry. Repeat you can that. become uh, really delusional for very fast. Oh, okay. Wow. I mean, <laughs> you, because you, this is like your physical eyes. You are sleeping, they are closed. You want to see something, you open your eyes. But mm -hmm. sometimes you want just to rest and you close your eyes and you meditate or you rest and so on. Right. Everyone should do the same on other levels. And when they did, when they don't do that, they are really in good shape most of the time because they mm -hmm. feel all the time. So they are exhausted. They feel someone bad. They feel someone good and they lost themselves at the end. I think, yeah. And this so is then how do you protect yourself against the, um, the uh, energy vampire, let's say, if you meet him in the street, how do you protect yourself if you're not looking for that? Yeah, you know? what I really love to say is the best protection is the your own vibration. Mm -hmm. That means if your light, your inner light, your aura is very bright, in this case, they cannot do anything against you. If you are really uh, very uh, fragile, yes, they can. And uh, you know, the I give you an example. The wheel of a bicycle. It's mm -hmm. very easy to imagine, a wheel of a bicycle. So the wheel is not turning. You throw a rock. The rock can go through. Now you make this wheel turn and as fast as possible. If you throw a rock, it will not go through. It will be rejected. Oh, I see. Every yeah. time. This is exactly the same for the energy that is surrounding you. If this is bright, very active, anyone who can try to hurt you, it will have a kind of reaction <laughs> and it will mm -hmm. not be good for him or her really if you have your energy field at that vibration mm -hmm. is that exhausting to you uh no to your physical body i guess no uh because the first when i am talking this book is about the to see the interpretation and how to work with mm -hmm. We'll have another one that is talking about um, animal magnetism. So how you can use this energy 
to heal someone, to heal yourself, to have several actions around you, and so on. So the first thing you learn, and it will be the answer for, to your question, the first thing you learn is you never give your own energy. You mm-hmm. channel another energy, and you are channeling this energy. So you are just a channel in this case. And so your energy is always improving. As I said, you give, so you receive. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you do not give something coming from you. You are just the messenger, the channel to it. That's it. So in this case, no, you can do that two hours along and you are uh, very strong at the end because it was not coming from you. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, When you, do you know how people will just go up to somebody and just have a gut feeling? Is this Mm -hmm. the aura they're picking up on? Yeah. Is that communication? You have, uh, if you, if you talk with a psychologist and I, I have a training in gestalt therapy, for example. Uh, the first level is the interpretation of of behaviors, the interpretations of uh, movements of the face, of your body, and so on. So you react. You are not conscious about that. You are not aware, but you react to that. And they say, that's it. No, I say, yes, this is the first level. The second level is this reaction to the energy, to uh, to the exchange possible with someone else. So you mm-hmm. can react because you see someone but, and you feel someone physically, but in the same time, you go even further and you feel the energy. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it can help you in any situation. If you can see your aura, that means you can improve a few colors. Let's say... Uh, I am feeling tired. Mm-hmm. In this case, I will choose the green color and I will visualize all around me this color. I close my eyes. I visualize around me. Uh, I am teaching yoga nidra, deep relaxation. And this is a perfect moment to do it. We do a deep relaxation. Let's say I, I give you a deep relaxation. And then I tell you when you are very relaxed, I tell you, visualize around you a beautiful green light and you move this green light to the parts that need the special attention and so on. And when you come back, you will be in better health and many things can change. So this is not just see and the way to see the aura. This is also the way to use the color when you need it. If you are tired, you can also use a specific kind of red to increase this power and mm-hmm. be reactive. So this is not, again, this is not just passivity. This is also action. And and you do this with their permission. There, You never yes. not have their permission on exactly. it. Exactly. When you are teaching yoga, like... Uh, um, asanas and so on, you ask someone, can I touch you to uh, show you the best movement? You do exactly the same when you're doing a relaxation. So this is what we will do. Are you okay with that? If yes, okay, we do it. And this Mm -hmm. is, yeah. Um, Does the aura exist when we're born? Do we bring it with us through the womb kind of thing or? Uh, there is a, a, a chapter I like in the book, and I give the title because this is, um, let's say, Genesis of the Aura. And this is the page 59. And in few pages, I expl- we explain how the Aura is built uh, in the womb first and after along the first month, the first uh, when you were born, and so on. And there are stages. This is not in uh, suddenly you have uh, you have not, and suddenly you have. This is really progressive, uh, really progressive. So we yes, we are born with it, but in the same time, 
uh, it will develop develop after. Yes, all all the levels, and your what you can call your causal body or your soul. Uh, this is almost the last thing that is coming in the body when when the physical body is uh, born. There are several. Um, Oh, everyone is different, but we can see uh, patterns, uh, and this is progressive anyway. Yes. So, do you have kids? Yes. Okay. When they were born, did you look at their aura? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Without their permission. <laughs> Without their permission. When they when they arrived, did you like check it out? <laughs> Yes, exactly. To see uh, what was going on even before they were born. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to see what was happening because every you know that this is true physically. This is true on the other energy levels, and uh, I mentioned that in the book. When you see um, physically someone, this is um, quite limited. But everything has an impact on the fetus, mm-hmm. on the uh, newborn, and so on. So if the mother, for example, is watching uh, stressful movies, it affects the mm-hmm. aura. It affects everything. Uh, this is the same for uh, very strong noises or very disharmonic noises. Uh, it affects the aura. Uh, so if you can find how many good balance, good readings, and so on, or meditation, you can mm-hmm. see really difference. And the, and the difference is more than not the color, because the colors are coming from past lives, but at least the activity in the energy. Uh, you see that this is peaceful. Like when you see the sky during summer and there are few clouds and you feel in peace. There are no storm coming. And mm-hmm. this is really something like that. And some a baby that maybe uh, was born in a very aggressive environment, the aura will be more like a storm in the sky during winter like dark clouds running mm-hmm. around. And uh, so this is not the same thing. So if you use energy, you can help in this case, really. You can You can help, you can energy. clear their energy? Clear is not, uh, maybe... Like if, if somebody has a hard birth or yes. a traumatic yes. birth even. Yes. Can uh, you clear that baby's energy after they've come out? Yeah, it could be more than to balance the energy, than clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, to balance, to reharmonize the energy. Because the, okay. the energy is coming from a long time ago. So the energy is there. And this is, the issue is this, this is unbalanced. And what you have to do is recreate an harmony. Uh, so there is, in fact, almost nothing to change. Just this harmony. Uh, because this is the same, we speak about astrology, we speak about this energy or all these energies in the cosmos. And some people are saying, oh, your chakra is locked. I will unlock your chakra. I will help your energy to circulate and so on. A lot of, most of the time, this is a question of balance and harmony. Nothing more. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, you have everything needed. But this is not moving harmoniously. So this is what we have to recreate. And I'm not talking about uh, uh, dangerous diseases or this is different because this is really touching the physical body. But everything else, this is a question of harmony and balance. And you can do that if you are yourself. In, ba- in good balance and harmony. Because if you are mm-hmm. not yourself, 
in good shape and uh, doing a great work, you know, work and uh, you cannot give someone to someone something you do not have yourself. So you have to mm-hmm. start with yourself. If, if they're balanced and you're unbalanced, can you unbalance them? No, you cannot. No. No, uh, good. Glad no. to hear it. <laughs> yeah, if you are blind, how can you lead someone in the mountains? You cannot. Uh, this right. is the same. Uh, I can teach uh, something or work on something if I master that myself. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> teach you to be good if I am bad. And so on. I can say that to you, but this is not uh-huh. a real teaching. <laughs> you know that. Yeah, everyone. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to say it anyway. <laughs> you know, we're going to have to stop here, believe it or not. We've run out of time. So um, where can everybody get hold of you and of your book? Because there's so much more in here that we didn't get to. Yes. So, um, so I, have know, a Facebook, uh, I have to ask page. one quick question, and we might yes. run over, but I'm still going to do it. When you die, does the aura go in, in? Does the whole aura go away? Does it go away? Does it go away in in stages? Part of it, yes, not all. So all the levels that are very close to your physical body stay close to your physical body, and sometimes you can even have a kind of uh, a kind of awareness that's strange, but can stay with that for few days month uh, really week. even after the body dry, dies yes even if you believe uh, as i believe in reincarnation and your um your conscious not consciousness but something like that your invisible mm-hmm. part is far away something linked to your physical body etheric body sometimes part of the astral aura is still around and it will be dissolved, but it can Absolutely. take a while. Yes. Yeah. There are a lot yeah. of things to say about that, just about that. And we can spend more time just talking about it. <laughs> but really, we can't. Really interesting. <laughs> really interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fascinating. Now tell me where everybody can get hold of you and get hold of your book and so, what you have coming up. Yes, you can find uh, me on Facebook, old-fashioned Facebook, uh, profile <laughs> with my name, page with my name, and go to my own website, debiasi.org, org, and you <laughs> have a page called Links, and from the links, you go almost everywhere. And if you don't know where you go, you send me a message <laughs> from the <laughs> website. And I will answer to your uh, your message. No problem. Okay. You will and then on the website that I am giving workshops about the aura. We will have a workshop in one week about it mm-hmm. uh, to teach the technique, to teach uh, to go with the book, in fact. And then few opportunities to have uh, the aura uh, aura readings and so on, something like that. Uh, yeah. This is and the book, the book, um, we can get through Amazon or online. Oh, yeah, you can find the book everywhere from Llewellyn mm-hmm. website on Amazon. Uh, what I can tell you is that in Europe or uh, maybe Australia and so on, it will be released at the end of the month, but okay. this is already available, uh, in America and uh, North America, Canada, and so on. Uh, mm-hmm. so- in Amazon and the links you can find from our website or from anywhere. You type my name or just the title Mysteries of the Aura and you will find the book. Uh, okay, great. Perfect. And, and you can also come to my website at aviewthroughtheveil.com. He's just held up his book for us, which we can't see on the radio. but it's you know it can be easily gotten i i actually went on amazon and took a look at it too so it's there (laughs) it's there thanks so much for being on i really enjoyed it it was great very informative thank you thank you for having me thank you thanks bye-bye thank you for joining us for metaphysics a view through the veil 
Please tune in for another edition with your host, Barb Crowley, next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your upcoming weekend.